from those screams in the night, it can only be one show. Uncensored horror returns to you from the depths of Halloween madness. And we're back. Oh, yeah. We we've been away for a little bit, little minute. Katie and I had a little get-together, but we've been away for a little minute. You know, we've been did. busy. Life's, life's been busy. We've been doing things, living that life. Things that's are really hard. That's really the scariest thing of them all, isn't it? You know? <laughs> Living well, life hurt, at the moment is the most... Hurtling towards life. our demise. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Get as I, much life in there as you can. For the people wondering where I am, I am again house-sitting, so I'm in the spooky studios of True Haunting slash Anna Renata, so thank you for letting me borrow the studio while I'm here. Uh, I have the lovely Luke and the captivating Cody here today. We are here once again to discuss... A recent release this week. It's good to do something new. You know, we like to mix it up. We like to keep things interesting. But the new ones, people tend to go, ooh, let's watch that. So let's hope people go, ooh, let's watch that. Because this week we are discussing a little bit of a pop culture phenomenon, question mark. <laughs> Who knows? With the box, I'm surprised. We'll talk, we'll obviously, we'll talk more about it in a minute. But this week we are talking about Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay. As always, before we even start, <laughs> spoilers. There's going to be some. The movie's out. Uh, it did a simultaneous release on Cinema and Peacock in the US. And obviously over here we don't have Peacock, so it was just Cinema release. So um, unless you saw it. Some other way. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, so Don't yeah, even allude to stuff like that. That's all. That's <laughs> all I'm gonna say. But uh, yeah, it is. It is still going strong. It is still a very big, prominent feature. I looked at the the session times for today. There's a fair few session times going on today here. So it's, I think, a surprise hit. I don't know. Now, well, no. Um, when we get into it, we'll get into it. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll get, get into, into it. it. We'll, get into, we'll it. get into it. So, um, I guess I'll give you a little bit of a. We'll try and we'll try and spoil it without spoiling too much. So, again, if you have not seen Five Nights at Freddy's yet, time to pause the podcast and come back later. So Five Nights at Freddy's is a supernatural horror film based on the hugely successful video game series of the same name, where a security guard who accepts a nighttime job at an abandoned family entertainment center discovers its full animatronic mascots come to life and are inclined to commit a little bit of murder. Just a little bit of murder. Just a little bit of murder. And that's, Just that's as deep as we'll that's as deep as we'll go to start with. Um, so I have no connection to the franchise of games or anything like that before I'd seen. We're them. old. I knew, I knew of them. I knew of them, and I knew like characters, and I knew it was kind of like you know a Chuck E. Cheese kind of parody, kind of that Nick Cage movie that came out, like to beat this one by a couple of years. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, oh, they must have been like, because this movie's been in development for a little while. I've, I, like, it's been it's been bubbling under for a while. So I guess Nick Cage and and his crew got there first, and you know, just 
changed some character names and da 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 da. da. But the Banana Splits did the same thing a couple of years ago when they did that movie. I never saw. I that never one. saw it. Yeah, I, I, it was literally the same thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, interesting. Now, Katie, you're probably, I think, the authority on this, right? <laughs> of this panel. Um, the, the authority is in the other room. But <laughs> I will, I will do my best to uh, make him proud. Uh, fun fact: uh, the film was originally supposed to be uh, directed by uh, Chris Columbus. If you uh, if you know anything about Chris Columbus films, they're um, they're not this. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> but uh, there, it was in uh, like a. It was in- what happened to Chris Columbus? Why was he removed from the film? I'm like stuttering. Uh, I doesn't really say <laughs> why he dropped out, but this thing was in like pre-production hell for the longest time. Yeah, it's um, been sitting around for ages. Ever since the game was pop, like got its notoriety, and you know this this has been in development since then. Like um, well, a little while, just a while. If you yeah. remember. Uh, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, and uh, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Vampire Hunter. Uh, those yeah. were written by uh, Seth Graham Smith, and he was originally attached to produce this. He also dropped out um, with uh, Gil Keenan, who was the uh, original, original director. So it went through Gil Keenan, Chris Columbus, until it finally uh, landed on uh, Emma Tammy, which we love a female director. We love that. We love to support females in horror because, you know, it's such a rare occurrence that you have a female directing a horror film, even in 2023. But here we are. Uh, I think this is a lot different from the games. And I touched on this a little bit on our Halloween episode. The lore is not there. I think if they actually, like, concentrated hardcore on the lore of this movie would probably be three hours long, which yeah, was it was to be pretty three hours look, long. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty long. It was two, It was just it was, under two hours. So and it was, I felt it in the middle. You I was felt like, oh, did you feel it should have been a 90-minute spectacular and done? Uh, I think look. you could have probably cut off about a half an hour and not miss yeah. much. We got a ninety-minute yeah, spectacular. Right. So we'll, we'll yeah, we'll we'll kind of talk about it as we go along, but um, let's talk about our lead. Mm, our lead. What about him, Josh that, Hutchison? I, I yeah, what about him? Big, I think it was a big miscast oh. there. I I kind of liked him. I thought it was good to see him. I I, 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 I really enjoy Josh Hutchison. I think he's a great I, actor. I, I like him a I, lot. I just don't think he was right for this. I thought Josh Josh's casting was suitable. <laughs> suitable. Don't think it was amazing. It was suitable. just it was adequate. It was the job is done. The job is yes. done. It's done. <laughs> but you know, when you're going toe to toe with someone like Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Oh. Look, let's let's go. Oh, Katie Katie has Where a bit finish? of a boner for Matthew Lillard. Uh, <laughs> I am not the only one. I am not the only one. I think I speak for men, women, and babies everywhere. Katie, babies. did you not have a little bit of a rumour, or is it actually a fact about Matthew Lillard and signing on for this film and perhaps a few more? Do I have? He, uh, I don't know if I have any 
fun facts about. Wayne I've heard Wayne. I've heard a rumor along the grapevine that he did a three film deal or something, but I don't oh, know how true one. it is. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. There was a rumor going around that there's a three film deal in the works. <clears> there probably would have been. Let's not pretend that this in this day and age that when you sign on for something that is. A yeah, hugely popular franchise that it's not written in your contract. Yeah, let's, let's <laughs> you know, be real potential money is, maker. Let's be real. This like the idea when you're signing on to a film like Five Nights at Freddy's, we're gonna franchise. But there's a this. sequel. Yeah, there's a yes. sequel coming. Yes. At least and, one. <laughs> and they and they would be stupid not to keep Matthew Lillard. And not to lock their cast in and go, yes, we have them for X, Y, and Z if we want them at all. And option and option them, you know, that's the whole point of, you know, contracts think, is that you know I think some people are replaceable, but that man, you need him. You need him. Now he Steve, you were saying earlier option. this this film's doing well though, isn't it? So there will be a sequel. Oh, there's definitely gonna be a sequel. There's, it's I think doing yeah. well enough. Well enough for the box office at the moment in this current state, you know? Yeah, the, and considering it was a split release again. Yeah. I, so, I don't know whether that is still practical. Like, mm, you know, I don't think COVID's, COVID's done. Like, you're either going to get COVID now or you're going to, you know, like, it's not. I mean, do the we want to talk numbers real quick? Anymore. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to talk numbers real quick. I, um, okay. I, I think this split releasing is, is going to, in the long run, hurt cinema more than it has already. Um, I get the temptation of being able to see it. I don't know. I think that if it's a brand new movie that's premiering on TV, that should be behind a paywall. Yeah, like that—that that would make sense to me. So the profit goes towards a box office. Mm-hmm. That's more accurate. So it's. I think more, the problem is that once they're released on streaming, they very quickly become pirated. It's yeah. out there. It's, this movie was literally out there, probably not even half a day after it went to streaming. If that, yep. like, it, it's out there. But look, the budget was twenty million, which is pretty modest, you know, a modest twenty million. It has made at the moment one hundred and fifty nine point six million dollars. So oh, okay, they made a little bit of money. No, that's worldwide. Yeah, yeah, that's it, worldwide. It made, and I, it made its budget yeah. back, and then some. And, oh, well I and think, truly. I think well, this is the rule of three. If it, if you do three times your budget, then you uh, greenlit a sequel, and this is smash that. <laughs> Yeah, but I think with a movie that is, it's this is a tricky kind of one because it's a kids game, yeah, a kids based game, but it's also a mm-hmm. horror movie. So the kids can't go to the horror movie by themselves. So they've right. got to make a parent go. Mm-hmm. It's that like so the box office isn't especially with the Peacock release. It's never going to really reflect. The eyes Numbers. on. Well the, well, the initial, the initial eyes on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, not what because I mean we could pay for one one screen and the whole a whole household will watch it. Yeah. So. Well, exactly. Yeah. The idea with a movie like this is you want to appeal to the main audience, audience, which is the younger yeah. audience, but you also want to appeal to the audience who is bringing that that main target in. So you want to appeal to the kids and you want to appeal to the adults who probably played the game when they were younger are interested to see it but probably wouldn't go otherwise if they didn't have a child yeah Th- that's my well, look, to it i somehow missed the five nights at freddy's like i was a gamer still when it came out but i just never i just never come across it i knew of it 
always heard about it, read about it, never played it. But then I was surprised that my daughter was able to relay to me so much information about all the characters. Oh, yeah, they know them. They know and I'm them. like, how do you know this? Because she has never watched the show. The, um, but she knows just through, like, YouTube and TikTok, like, there's this whole culture out there where they just exist and that they're oh, just known. Like, she's telling me all about Chitka and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. So you are aware of, like, what? Yeah. The demand for collectibles and T-shirts and all that thing is huge. Yeah. Like, like, I remember merch. working. It's called merch, working, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I remember working in the stores and people were like, do you have any Five Nights of Freddy stuff? And this is when, like, this is before it was even going to be a movie. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> like, it's not. I'm sure there's 986 kilo of it out there now. But back in the day when it was just a game, it, it was very mm -hmm. sparse. And then it started to come out more and more. You yeah. know, supply and demand. I wonder what it was about the game, though, that made it a cult <clears throat> classic because I never played it, so I never got to be in on it. But, like, it was just always known of. Like It's gate, it's it's gateway horror. That's, it's, it is. It's, it's, it's world, word of, like, sorry, Katie. Um, it's word okay. of mouth kind of thing. It's playground, you know, like, like yeah. remember when we were kids, it wasn't. Mortal Kombat. It, 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 no, it wasn't necessarily <laughs> computer games. It was like, oh my god, do you read Goosebumps? Goosebumps books yeah. are terrifying. Oh my god, okay, I've told you about Goosebumps, then you read Goosebumps, and someone else reads Goosebumps, and we all read Goosebumps together. I mean, the next thing you wag and swimming, so you can all read Goosebumps together. Well, I yeah. mean, the fun thing about the game is, you know, much like my child who was crawling on his belly behind me, you might have caught him. Nah, speaking. I missed him. <laughs> oh, he he was. Army crawling, crawling behind us. You, okay. you could probably, see, you could probably see. Anyways, um, so the premise of the first game was, you know, to survive the night, and these little fuckers, these little animatronics, just sneak up on you, and it's fun. It's like that's the whole reason people love horrors. They they love the jump scare. They love the adrenaline you get when like a really good scare just scares the hell out of you. That's, I gotta yeah. tell you, the first time playing this game with Grayson, we're sitting there. It's it's not even dark out. And it might have been Freddie, it might have been someone else just kind of jumps out at the screen at you and I just like throw the remote and just kind of like, holy shit, what was that? <laughs> and it's fun. And but it's not so scary that it's unbearable for a young yeah. audience. It's like I it think gives it's you that jump that you want. You very know, like, similar oh, to um, great. Remember Nightmare, the, the the game Nightmare or Atmosphere over in the States. Oh yes. You put yes. the tape in, you play the game. It's it's that yeah kind of we were ambitious kids we made our own version it's it's <laughs> uh a pop culture thing that everyone can embrace and that's yeah the like that's why the movie is successful and da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. anyway enough talking about the semantics of <laughs> advertising let's talk about the film so josh hutchison of hunger games fame plays mike mm. schmidt a former shopping mall security guard who is fired after assaulting a father um, who he thinks is trying to kidnap his own son. That's, that was a, an epic tackle into the fountain, though. I enjoyed that. that. Was a, that was... I'm surprised little Joshy had it in him, got to be honest. I think I mean, little Joshy did. Josh goes through it in this movie. He, he, gets, he gets his ass roundly kicked in this movie. That, that, like, is, okay. that is, you know, not... An understatement there, and he uh, has the book with him that he's discussing with his coworker. Are, are we gonna go like right into that, or are we just gonna? 
Was he reading Goosebumps? He was not, but there's a theory. There is a uh, conspiracy behind that book from the fans, but we'll get into that. However, um, the whole thing I I liked about that is like you care about Mike Schmidt. Like, yeah, they did a good job of making he's got the chips down. He had he had a rough life. He's having a rough life. You you feel bad for the guy. You're rooting for him. I mean, I, I will give them that. Like, I did genuinely care about him and his sister. I cared about what was going to happen to them. The PTSD uh, thing, we get it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, relatable. It's very relatable. Yeah. Like yeah. It's something we, that could actually happen to someone you know. Yeah. So Mike has. Do you know what recurring... triggers PTSD though? Don't you? Murderous animatronics. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mike I mean, that's, has a re- that's my trigger, honestly. Mike yeah. has a recurring dream of his childhood where his younger brother was abducted on his watch and his brother was yeah, abducted and never found. So it's oh, yeah. how depressing is his life going back something. to that memory all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but he's actively going back to that memory. He's trying to yeah, solve it because he feels responsibility. Obviously, he also feels responsibility for his now younger sister after their lives have fallen apart and he is the sole carer. Um, you know, the aunt is a bitch, like Gold Star, Gold Star casting there. She is a capital B bitch, like good work. You know, not to be like too dark, but you, you got to think there is a real like big age gap between those two. You're, yeah. you're assuming. So yeah. in the time that Garrett the parents was, had a whoopsie. That's what I'm saying. Like in the time yeah. that Garrett was kidnapped when they were younger and now Mike is a full grown adult. He's got a yeah. what? Nine year old sister. And then yeah. his parents. Yeah. Would you be like, Oh, considering the other one got kidnapped, should we make another? Okay. Dale. Yeah, but it, like, yeah, yeah. But it took them so long <laughs> to do it. And then, you know, they dropped dead. Probably because, you know, when you're that age and a nine-year-old. Yeah. But these are the situations that some people find themselves in. So, yeah, Aunt Jane is a a raging cunt. (laughs) Let's not pretend she isn't. Yes, she is. Right. Good work. There's no, like, way to mince words with that. She is just (laughs) the ultimate bitch. Yeah. But salvation comes in the form of a phone call. Mike's career counselor, Steve Raglan, played by Matthew Lillard, <laughs> offers him a lifeline, a job as a night guard at a restaurant. Yeah, what an odd job, right? <laughs> like, would you be like, why is this restaurant being guarded? I don't see McDonald's with their own personal security guards the, walking the around. But the reason that the restaurant is being guarded is revealed a little bit later because of the animatronics. Okay. The animatronics were state of the art at the time. Yeah. So, okay. um, they're protecting their. So they, they're trying to protect. They their were better than Grimmest and Birdie and and Hamburg. Well, these these ones these uh, ones were were uh, allegedly, st- allegedly allegedly battery powered and they could move around autonomously and interact with the guests. So they didn't no. have to just stay in one space. They could move around. And that's the whole point, you know, that, that made them different from Disney. Da, 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 da. You know, as someone who frequented uh, Chuck E. Cheese as a child, those animatronics are scary as fuck. Well. 
See, we never is Chuck E. Cheese had nice? Is, to, no. is it nice food, Katie? Is the no. cheese yummy? I can't remember. <laughs> I haven't been there. I blocked it. <laughs> I just like I I just the trauma just kind of blocked it out. No, yeah, it would be um, crap. It, it's been like thirty plus years since I have last visited a Chuck E. Cheese, so couldn't tell you. Is there one near you? There is one near me. Yes, I will take Steve. <laughs> Marvelous, Dude. but um, <laughs> but yeah, um, the yeah, the whole point is that that you know the animatronics are what needs protecting, not necessarily the site. The site has been broken into multiple times, apparently, mm-hmm. but it's it's the animatronics that we are worried about because they oh, me. they are important. Big underline. Key Mike's first night at Freddy's. <laughs> he falls asleep and dreams of his brother Garrett, but for the first oh, time he sees again. Yep, for the first time he also sees five other children who run away when they try and approach him. Oh yeah, how trippy was tries, that? See, he tried to approach them. Whoops, get it right, Stephen. Can't speak. Well, well, I I can't get too much yet. I'll wait. I'll wait. I do love okay. the the training video. Kind of did it for me. You know, oh, yeah, I, I found that quite entertaining. I enjoyed I that. I thought one. that was cool. I, I, thought that was, I, yeah. I feel like those are still around. <laughs> for any, yeah, I was about to say, for anyone who's worked in any kind of corporate Re- slash retail, retail slash. Yeah. I had flashbacks to my job at Hungry Jack's, which is the Australian Burger King, Katie. And I had to watch VHS tapes of how to serve people and all this stuff. And yep. it was using all these American terms that we don't even use in Australia, like a broiled sandwich. And, and like all this shit, I'm like, what are they talking about? Like, do we sell this shit? I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, I big flashback. So it's a moment of nostalgia. I think I everyone think can relate. The loss prevention videos that we had to watch for uh, all the clothing stores that I used to work for. Just yeah, yeah, and you know, customer service do's and don'ts. You're like, don't oh. punch this woman in the head. I was just thinking, don't throw punch the customers. But <laughs> our, our manager was so horrible at that job. So that, that job really was like, I'm glad I was hazed by fire into the workforce because it prepared me for what was to come. But my it, boss was awful, just a nasty, nasty man, and he was horrible to everyone equally, so it was never personal. But you know, um, one day he was just rude to a customer through the window and the customer just thought he'd go, boop. <laughs> and no one cared. We were just like. <laughs> I, I had this manager once at a fast food place I used to work at. Now he hosts this radio show on on a Facebook page. Oh yeah, yeah. is he a loud mouth? Loud mouth, he, right? He, he was the fucking worst. Hi, Jeffrey. Love you. <laughs> he's he's a he's a saint among men. My, my favorite quote from I know it's getting off topic, but the favorite quote from Jeffrey will always be: "Got to talk to you about your friend." It's an asshole. <laughs> it still says it to this day. <laughs> I know. It's, that situation's come up a lot when we've gotten together. Um, let's um, move anyways. on. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Continue. <laughs> well, I can get into that dream theory book now. So you go into the dream theory can. book now. Okay, okay, so the popular fan theory behind this, uh, the dream thing, is that everything that happens in the games is all just a dream except for um the fourth one i think 
So everything that's happening within the video games is just a dream of Mike Schmidt. I mean, Mike oh. Schmidt doesn't necessarily exist in these games. I'm not, I can't remember his name. He you're, might be a yeah, Mike. you're Mike, you are Mike Schmidt, basically. Okay. In the game. So, yeah, I think. So, so basically, it, the, the book and the, you know, the book of the Dream Theory book and him actively trying to manipulate his dreams is kind of a shout out to the fans about that theory, which I thought was kind of fun. And I did not know until uh, the expert over there told me. <laughs> yeah, I had to pay him in um, concession stand uh, snacks. So there we go. It's very Nightmare on Elm Street too. Like being very. able to, you know, um, interact and negotiate with your dreams and da 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 and try and get a different outcome. Because the second night, the second night at Freddy's, the first and the second night go very quickly, you know. Mm -hmm. Mike has the same dream, but he's actually attacked in the dream. And yeah, because he chases hard. the children, doesn't he? He does. And he always chases a different one. I remember, and he turned around and you got it was you got Freddy. It was Freddy. Yeah. Well, did you all you get a good look at those kids? No, they were young. They were children. You what what about them? Because if despondent you got a good look looking. At well, if you got a good look at these children, <clears throat> it's kind of a hint as to what's to come. Yeah. Do they look like something? Well, one's wearing bunny ears. One's got a hook hand. Yeah. It's one's a little chicken. <laughs> one lazy. <laughs> one lazy. <laughs> you know. That's okay. So when he awakens, he has the, the, the wound from his dream. In real life, and he's. I know startled. this is totally Nancy vibes right now from Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. He's startled <laughs> when the when the front door goes off, and mysteriously young police officer Vanessa Shelley arrives to uh, you know help him out. Mm. How do we feel she's about her young, casting? She's a young cop. I. Look, I don't Carl, think I'm she's, here. I don't I'm think the, I'm the love interest. <laughs> I'm a love interest. Actress. I, I, I didn't really. Yeah, yeah. She was really pretty bland her. and boring, a bit like I imagine the cheese at the restaurant would be. And um, I kind of, when I saw her, I was like, "Oh, I know where this is going." <laughs> Their love story. I, no, I think no. I was just talking <laughs> more about the storyline of the the rest of the. Um, movie. I was like, okay, cool. I know who you are. <laughs> I know who you are randomly showing up in the middle of the night to tend to wounds and knowing where everything is in the restaurant. Uh, the the expert yeah. uh, leaned over when she showed up and goes, she's a baby in the other games. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> and I, obviously, I, got that, I got that throughout yeah. the movie. <laughs> you could tell that, you know, there was I, I think obviously they needed. I don't know why, but I don't think she was. I think she was supposed to be a love interest, but I never got that vibe. Oh, I got and, the vibe that she was meant to be, yeah, like be his kind of. Like that was his interest in her, was that they could be in a relationship, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I never got that vibe from them. Neither of them <laughs> seemed to reel into each other. Yeah, no. I think uh. he was more. Put, uh, like he's Mike's on the job. Mike's on the job doing the job, and his job is looking after his sister. Because while mm -hmm. this is all happening, and um, 
you know, she lays the line about the the kids disappearing in the eighties and all that kind of thing. Abby's mm-hmm. babysitter Max is is working for the fucking opposition. She's working for Arjun. She's a mole. She's a mole. And mole. they yeah, they are gonna trash the So house. wait, so these but, children well, they, went they, missing in the 80s. Does she ever offer an explanation as to why? Because no, we know this is tying into his yeah. brother's story too. Uh, yeah. so that's the whole point. We, it's we, a mystery. We, 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 we get into we, we get, yeah. Okay, it's okay. Cut. I'm just yeah. trying it's to cut. make sense of it all for the audience. Yeah. Okay. The audience wants you to shut the hell up and let's get through this movie. <laughs> but so, um, yeah, Max is Max has been trying to find find the the like scene of him doing something bad at home, and she can't find anything about him being a poor parent. So they decide to hire a bunch of goons and go in and fuck up the restaurant. So with, that with, like, Aunt, with so the that laziest Jane, lawyer on yeah. the planet. Yeah, so that Aunt Jane can get custody of Abby because he's abandoned Abby and blah blah blah, and then he can't do. Okay, his job and if he loses his job, yep, yep, yeah. um, he loses, ya. he loses Abby. Yep, yeah. she's got the thread of the paperwork. He has to hold on to this job. This job has to stick. So yeah. the thing I didn't like about this plot point was he mentions like she wants it for the check, but yeah. Homegirl doesn't look like she's hurting for money. No, but that's a, a lot of people aren't. But, you know. They do that with kids. And, you know, granted, it's probably not a lot of money. Otherwise, they'd probably be living in a nicer apartment, wouldn't you? But to, but to her, that's like what? Like something else. That's not the, the money for him is life and death, but the money for her is an extra, extra in her pocket. I think that's the whole vibe. Is that, you know, he he needs that money. He needs that job to, to make sure that his sister is, is cared for, supported for, looked after. Right. Her taking her taking the kid is just an extra extra cash in her pocket. Like that money isn't life and death to her. Otherwise, she could have just taken the kid anyway, right. regardless of the bitch. money. Yeah, she's just a greedy bitch. That's the whole thing. Aunt June, Aunt, I call her June. Aunt Jane, the dirty old bitch. So the gang <laughs> decides to break in after Mike leaves to imply that you know he's um. I think he's either a gone crazy on the shift or left it open you know left it open and able to get trash so they go in there and trash shit up that is until they get freddie fazbear body chica foxy and mr cupcake come alive (laughs) and slaughter the whole group yes you do nothing is scarier to me than foxy's humming yeah the humming's good it, it's like that, that humming is terrifying because the the rest of them don't really have a voice, but you know, and then the they did, is in there they, they, humming. They, very, <laughs> they knew what they knew their bread and butter because I'm pretty sure it happens in, in the like in the game too. There's flickering lights in the game too, right? Yeah. Where you're like, oh, oh, you yeah, see something I, and then you don't see something, and then oh, yeah, yeah. You, you see nothing, but you hear that humming and you're just fuck. And like now. glowing eyes, like they they knew what they were doing. Glowing eyes in the dark, like you see something behind them as the light flickers. Like they they knew it there, but with something what? for me, for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. with something that big, something that big, there's not a lot of tension. 
I don't know about you, but I think getting bitten in half by an animatronic is pretty, you know, tense. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably pretty tense for the little kids that shouldn't be watching it. Yeah, it's probably like... <laughs> yeah. I mean, you didn't... It happened so quick. It's in the shadow. If you blink, you missed it. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's the point of it. The violence is, you know... Very um, alluded to in this movie too, isn't it? Like yeah, the definitely. Yeah, what you don't see is kind of the scary bit. <laughs> right, yes. and you know this easily, easily could have been our film. And as an adult, but it's not. Right, right. I'm just saying yeah. this easily could have been our film. A lot of people are. A lot of the complaints I've heard about it was it's not scary, it's not violent enough, sir, madam. This is not an R-rated film. If it was, we would have saw that body hit the floor head on <laughs> yeah exactly like people have to alter their expectations this is like the argument that people have with star wars movies right mm -hmm. they're like oh the star wars movies don't do this don't do that don't do this and um freddie prince jr was the one that said it best star wars movies at their core are aimed at children mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're for these yeah. movies are for kids this movie e is for kids this movie I, is this, for kids it's not you're not going to get like movie. People gutted and hung from the roof and eyes gouged out. If you want that, go see Saw 10. It did great box office. I don't think that you can, especially for the people, a lot of the issue is the, the people that played the games were younger and now they've grown up and they expect it to be reflected in the horror that they're seeing now for their right. age group, not the horror that it's aimed at when they first played the game. Right. They want... Mm. Five Nights Five Nights uh, Freddy's meets Terrifier. That's what yeah. That's not gonna happen. But no, this is <laughs> no. Five Nights it's, at Freddy's meets, meets Little Monsters or Monster Squad. Or well, even when we talked about, remember when we talked about, um, Are You Afraid of the Dark coming back? And yes, how much how much of a shift that was, totally from when we watched it to what it is today, like. From mm. the, the the modern day, are you afraid of the dark? Is up there with some of like it's some scary shit. Like they push the envelope because what was scary for us in the nineties doesn't scare kids today. It doesn't scare kids exactly, today. exactly. And like watching. Um, so what scary, scares kids scary in the early twenty twenties isn't going to scare kids in another ten years. Like that's right. how things happen. And you think about movies like this and scary stories to tell in the dark, you're you're hitting ah. the nostalgia factor. Yeah. However, definitely. you gotta remember that's a kid's book. That yeah, is exactly. a kid's book. This is a kid's movie, but the adults are going to see it because they're like, I love that book when I was little. As opposed, all right, let's put it in context, as opposed to what they did with Fear Street, where yes, nostalgia was based, but they pushed it for that audience that grew up with those books. So the mm -hmm. violence in those movies was violence, like horror movie level oh, violence. Absolutely. Yeah. There's Surprisingly no so. I remember all we all oh. reacted quite like to Fear Street being as violent as it was. Mm. I, I found it a bit shocking at first because I didn't expect it, I guess. Because we But then when I read the read. books as a kid. Oh, but there was some graphic stuff in the books too. I remember, like the one with the hand down the garbage disposal. Everyone and stuff. remembers was, the first. That was, the, that was the there was the, some stuff. Was the <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it was a bit the bright much. orange covers. Yes. It's okay. We uh -huh. all remember the bright orange covers. It's all good. I love yeah. that's the one. So, everyone... 
So it wasn't completely unexpected, but it was shocking because I thought yeah. they would kid it down. I thought they were going to exactly. kid it down more. Yeah, and they've they got, actually... They've gone the opposite way to this movie. Do you know what I mean? But they, this is, they took it all the way to Tony Braxton. The way you've got to, the way you've got to think about it is that... <laughs> All the way to Tony Braxton. Okay, I don't, Who knows? that's interesting. Give me just a minute. Bye, Biker. This is Blumhouse's kid horror. You know what I mean? They, they've got yeah. Blumhouse have everything else. Blumhouse literally has everything else. They didn't have a Blumhouse gateway horror. Bitch. They didn't have the gateway horror, like, let's get the kids into it kind of vibe. They used to do, like, they used to do that NC-17, like, PG, like, horror mix of stuff, all those movies that were kind of horror, but not kind of not, like, Truth and Dare and all that kind of stuff. No. But this is, this is kid, this is kid-based. This is going to take them into the rest of their catalogue. That's kind of smart. That's really it's good a, marketing. It's a smart business move, but I'm really – Yeah. I mean, we all know how I feel about Blumhouse Films. But <laughs> Look, there's good, oh. there's bad in everything, you know. We're just – And look, Max, Max doesn't doesn't um, escape the the animatronic evil Eva. She gets um, well and truly handed over and goes missing. Mm-hmm. It's missing. And then on the third night – she has he has to take Abby to work with him because there ain't no babysitter. There ain't no babysitter. Um, I think we could all agree that that would be a kid's delight to go somewhere like in the middle of the night and be like, yes, sweet. I can just run around this abandoned like restaurant with games and everything and investigate in the dark. Yeah, no worries. Look, it'd be a good time. Like you wouldn't go yeah, in expecting it. to be murdered either. So like it'd be yeah. exciting for you. Yes. Yeah. And this I mean, is where we get the big reveal. Oh, kind of the big reveal. The first big reveal. Mm-hmm. That Abby actually befriends the animatronics, um, even though they're not really fond of Mike. Mm-mm. You know? <laughs> they're not. They try to kill Mike, but they love Abby. They're, they're all about Abby, like mm-hmm. Abby's friends. Um, yep. And this is where we discover that, you know, the five ghosts, Inhabit the five characters inside of Freddy Fazbear's restaurant. Yeah, and they're saying, "I don't." We have to beware. Yep. I don't know if I read it or if the expert told me, but there's like reference that, uh, like, uh, they died. um, How he finds them in the in the dream, like one died hiding, one died running, things like that. Yeah, they yeah, correspond with But their, how did they character. die? We're getting there. We're getting there. We have yeah, yeah, to yeah. beware because the children are telling everyone to beware of the yellow rabbit. We must beware of the yellow rabbit. The yellow rabbit who, who appears in a lot of the art on the walls at the restaurant. The yellow rabbit that is not seen at the restaurant. The mysterious yellow rabbit we must be aware of. We must beware of. Because something sinister stalks within the yellow rabbit. Mm-hmm. So they build like they build a fort and everything. Like they go <laughs> like, they go crazy. See, this is the part of the film I think could have been cut. I mean it was pretty cheesy. It kind of flatlined here. Like it did. so it flatlined for me when um 
Mike had to explain his trauma to Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I didn't need a scene with you explaining that your brother was and you went back into the dream every night because you're seeing that. We're se- As oh, the right. audience, we're seeing that. I don't need you to explain it to me. Right. And that's all that scene was. It was exposition so the characters could have, mm-hmm. like, it could have been done better. And this, yeah, it flatlines in, um, I was like, oh, is this what the game is? Like, <laughs> I kind of got a bit confused. I was like, I mean, oh, this is we make, definitely not We what make friends <laughs> with the animatronics and build forts no. and no. all that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. It's this, weird. This is, this, is where you see, like, this is where you see, like, yeah, this is definitely a kid's film. Like, this yeah. moment right here. Because th- they're not nice and fuzzy. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. So on the fourth night, um, Abby gets accidentally injured by one of the one of the animatronics, and um, Vanessa, you know, is kind of, I, yeah, I'm confused by Vanessa. I don't know whether it's the actress or the writing. It's probably the writing, honestly, because I thought she did a pretty bang up job. I don't, yeah, she I, I don't, yeah. Um, about warning, like trying to help him identify the kidnapper, but also telling her never to bring Abby, Abby to the restaurant again. It's like, right? So what yeah, do you want? Yeah, you're like, like <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah. So what do you want? Like consistency in character? But you know, I get it. Uh, when when the reveal comes, like she's, you know, oh, I'm we'll, conflicted, we'll, we'll, but it's yeah, we'll get there. I'm conflicted. So Mike has to turn to the ultimate evil, Aunt Jane, <laughs> to babysit. Much to her frustration, this bitch, she is not having it. She's not having yeah. it. Um, but he, he, Mike decides to go back to the restaurant and get, you know, to the bottom of it. Overdoses on sleeping pills on the fifth night. Does he do? Yeah. No, and the children do. appear. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Make him a deal, make him an offer that he can stay with Garrett forever if they give them, if they, if he gives them Abby, Abby. in exchange. I mean, this, this whole ain't loyal. I just want to throw a, that out there. That's a Sophie's <laughs> choice. Yeah, but I think if the film had been a little bit darker from Mike's perspective, you would get why he would accidentally in a knee-jerk moment make that you know make that choice because that action his inaction to save his brother has shaped his entire life and his sister's entire life you know it destroyed yeah. the family it it made it like put him where he was today so of course he's gonna knee-jerk go with that and i think if it i know the script might have been a bit better and we had seen it in a different way that wouldn't have felt so out of the box. Like it did feel a bit, oh, that's weird, because you've been so worried about mm. Abby for the whole thing. Um Right. So cut yeah. out the the feel good part and then focus a little more on Yeah, why, exactly. Give it give us a little bit more darkness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Let us in I let agree. us in, in his into his brain. Are you saying the than... pacing? There were some problems with pacing. No, I think a it's the bit. script. I no, think it's, it's not the pacing. The pacing was fine. It's the script. It doesn't know because, whether it yeah. wants to be this dark film, but still yeah. aimed at kids, or whether it wants to make you feel all nice and fuzzy, but then scare the shit way, out of you. I think there's ways you could have done that and seen 
why Mike reacts to Abby the way he does because of what had happened in the past. We were missing that. Trauma I think that's powerful. what it is. For, yeah, trauma. And, yeah, we all know. We all know that. And yeah. trauma is multi generational. That's what we needed to see. Yes, you said that's it what, exactly. We didn't see you that. Can, we didn't no, see it. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So that's what it is. So he, yes. yeah, he quickly changes his mind, but um, he gets fucked up. Like those kids are violent. It was like children of the corn. They're running at yeah, him out of nowhere, hacking at, at, at him. As Jeffrey would say, "Fuck them kids." Fuck them kids. <laughs> and he wakes up. He wakes up strapped to the torture device uh, that was, you know, used on the security guard in the opening scene. The Freddy Fazbear mask that's going to. Oh yeah! What happened? What do you mean? What happened? Well, well no, because that, like, that whole thing with the security guard, yeah, like obviously he died, right? Right. That's how Mike that, got the yeah. job. Oh, he did. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that whole thing with the mask coming down at first, I was like, are they turning him into Freddy? Like I was not sure for a good chunk of the movie. Here, I, I will get the expert to explain this to you. Hold on. Okay, I was misled though by that scene happening with that mask coming down. I was like, okay, is he now Freddy? But he was never. He was just killed. <laughs> we we need you to explain the, the contraption. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay, here we go. Okay, so Grayson, we what we need to understand the is... What, at the start or the end? When, oh, when Mike's in the, the chair. Board, when Mike's in the chair, what, oh, what are they oh, trying so to do to him? Do you want the one with um, Abby or the other one? Both? No, we're talking about the security guard one oh. and the one Mike escapes. Yeah. Explain, okay. the, explain oh, what that yeah. does. That, um, so the chainsaws, it, it like, so it like kills you, but your soul stays in the body, like the animatronic. Oh, so okay. It, and the so the guard did you, become. Yeah. So was the guard killed or did he become an animatronic? He either got just straight up killed and went to heaven uh, or, or he was an animatronic. <laughs> Thank okay. you very much. We understand. Thank you, Grayson. And that thing with Abby, it um, it traps you in the. It, the one with spring lock. If you ring, if you move too much in it, it can like spring it, and crash. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it crushes you into the machine. Into the machine, yeah. right? Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that there expert opinion that, that you brought opinion. on for us, Caddy. Thank you. Yep. So I think. I think in general, what what that is trying to do is kill them. For those, for the adults, it's trying to yep. kill them. For a yep. kid, it would. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, cool. They're trying to get yeah. rid of Mike, basically. Because I, I wasn't Mike silly enough to know that the security guard was no longer there. I knew he was like gone, but I was like, what was <laughs> the purpose of that? Is that how the other animatronics were made? I had questions, but anyway, yeah. Grayson well, that, has cleared them have, up. That, that's why we have an expert <laughs> opinion. That, that's exactly. Why we have <laughs> bring them in when we need them yeah but i thought that was pretty cool and what he also told me was oh yeah there's always been a way to escape the first security guard just didn't do it fast enough it's like really like th there was always a way out yeah, yeah but um, he's going yeah there always was <laughs> we find out we find out that you know uh the the suits are not strictly stuck at the restaurant either when <laughs> Freddie makes his way to uh, Abby's house and kills Aunt Jane, who 
kind of deserves it on the screen death. I'm sorry. Not kind of. Oh, she getting no, off we, screen. We, we, des we deserved Ugh. it on the screen death from Aunt Jane. We deserve. She, she got her comeuppance, and I would have liked to see it happen. Yeah. I, I, I I've never understood that. that in horror films. So they bring, they like, they'll have like a secondary antagonist. They'll be like Aunt Jane or, you know, like Melissa and Jason movie. And they'll build up to their death. And then it's just like, bang, okay, they're gone. Well, and what was the build again, up for? Like, this is a kid's movie, so we can't. <laughs> See well, fair, fair. Yes, and then Freddie takes Abby back to the restaurant in a taxi, which is, you know, insert he, comedy moment here. He is a YouTuber. His name is uh, Corey Devante Williams. Corey Devante Williams or Corey X Kenshin. <laughs> I, I don't know these YouTubers, but he is a uh, Five Nights at Freddy YouTuber. So, and there there's uh, just like a reference to the fandom. I thought yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. When, when I read that fact, I said, oh, that's nice. You know, they're bringing the fans into the movie. That's cool. So, like meanwhile, that. at the restaurant, Vanessa is taking care of Mike because she mysteriously shows up again. Bitch can't get enough. And then we get probably the worst kept secret in the world. That, yeah. you know, we, Vanessa, we has, know Vanessa has something to do with it. Oh, my goodness. The man in the serial killer, the man in the bunny suit, is a man by the name of William Afton. Who there is a massive law behind in the video games, I'm I've been told and you know, I've read about. But she is his daughter and she survived, you know, being raised by a serial killer who murdered the five kids and hid their souls inside, uh, hid their bodies and then their souls. Inside so, of the animatronics, but he also murdered Garrett. I'm gonna botch this, I'm sure, but William Afton's other child, I guess, got murdered. So he just kind of got the taste for murder after oh, revenge. Okay. We shall see. We shall see. This, I'm, yeah, I'm sure that's what the rest is gonna be. So by having the by having the uh, animatronics, you know, the, the bodies in the animatronics. William Afton controls the souls of the kids inside. So he's like mm -hmm. powering them. They're powering the beast and he's under control. So this is the, um, this is the realization that, you know, the empty animatronic that they've, that we've spotted is planned for Abby. So Mike is at the restaurant. Um, and we get the, you know, the electricity disabled thing, you know, we get tasers, we get cattle prods, we get all that kind of stuff. Freddie, Bonnie, and Chica are, are stopped from killing Abby, but then Mr. Cupcake, <laughs> Mr. I can't take myself seriously. Mr. Cup, Cupcake attaches, attacks, um, attacks Josh Hutchison, Mike. There we go. Mike, Not there Mike. eventually. There go. Yeah, there. <laughs> I was like, Mike, Matt. <laughs> it's very generic names. And um, mm -hmm. Foxy is, is, chase, is chasing Abby with his little whistly tune, making everything creepier. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, the, the cupcake thing. I, I'm not sure how I feel. I like I like the character cupcake. I like that idea. I, I don't think it translates well to a real life story. It it doesn't. It's not creepy enough. Yeah, like that no. that thing is creepy in the game. Like it's it's real creepy. And you need like it either needs legs or you need to throw it or something needs to happen. There can't just be this random cup, giant cupcake in places. It's not it's, okay. It's, it's just rolling it's around. Just, I mean, the animatronics <laughs> are scary. Like 
you know, they they yeah. go scary real quick. But that cupcake is not real, you know, intimidating. Yeah. Like but the scariest animatronic cake. of all, the scariest animatronic of all, reveals itself. That rabbit is some scary shit. I'm sorry, like yes. who? Who? Why? Why? And when the rabbit removes his head, we find out the man in the suit is Steve. Steve Ragland. Steve is William Afton. The guidance counselor, a.k.a. William Afton, the serial killer. So it's all been a setup. It's all been totally a setup to get Mike into the space. Um, okay, so you know. raise your hand if when you first saw Matthew Lillard on the screen, you're like, oh, hey, there's the bad guy. Yeah. Mm, no. I was, I was half. I was half. Mm-mm. But start, like, like, yeah, William I wasn't shocked. Right there. Well, it's it's like when we saw it's like when we did the review of Treat, and we we did the same with Jamie Kennedy. I'm like, well, no, <laughs> hey, for, to be fair, for Treat, I didn't see Jamie Kennedy being the bad guy. I did. I think I like, think I that one our generation, that one our generation who lived through it and know why these people are famous and the the movie that gave them their career, know that you know. You're gonna have something to do with it because that'd be cute. Like that's what the that's what the filmmakers want us to think. We're like, oh, that's cute. That's cute. Yeah. As I saw that uh, career counselor, I'm like, oh, he's the baddie, right there. Uh, you bad girl. You bad girl. Oh, Matthew Leather, you bad, and you're so good at being bad. Yeah. So Abby, the the power. This is kind. This is kind of strange. Like the focus on Abby's drawings has kind of come in and out during the movie and mm-hmm. it's Abby drawing the picture of William murdering the missing children that helps free them. Yes. I mean, there's not, again, there's not enough information about that. Cause I think that's interesting. That is interesting. It's, it's interesting how much power this little girl has and you gave us basically nothing about it. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Again. It could have been again, bad writing, poor writing, yes. Yes. poor writing. That could have terrible been terrible routing. Not poor terrible, choices. but just poor, poor choices. choices were made when yeah, the final choices came out. Yeah. So Vanessa steps up and tries to stop her daddy, but he stabs her. <laughs> but not. They always have daddy issues. Yes, they do. Um, but not, you know, not to be outdone. William tries to then kill Mike. Abby shows the drawings to the animatronics and they decide to. Uh, get their revenge so when mr cupcake bites off part of the suit steve slash william reacts and the suit tightens it triggers the spring lock which you know drives into his body so his body the more he reacts the more pain he feels the tighter the suit gets the further it goes in fatally wounding him and as the animatronics drag him back into the restaurant, it begins to collapse around them, which is very like apocalyptic. <laughs> it's like, okay, shit. Radio, the Springbok scene is uh, infamous within Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. I thought it was well done. I, I can th- imagine it would be. <laughs> I mean, it. I thought it. I thought it gave enough without giving too much. Yeah, because it's all like, internal, and that's fine. Like you can right, see in a kids' movie, and and Matthew Lillard 
shows it. Yeah, yeah he acts. Yeah, he, he, yes, he does. Mm, he acts. <laughs> but no, I, I, thought, I thought that was pretty well done. And then it's kind of over. <laughs> like it is kind of over. Um, Vanessa's in a coma. Um, Mike and Abby as you have are spaghetti and meat, have spaghetti and meatballs. End of movie. A spaghetti really ball. Good. There's but, nothing like a good spaghetti okay. and meatball. I need to know. I need to know what the post credit scene was because I am not. I didn't I am see not it. Of I am not of the the genre of the series. What was the thing that ended up on the taxi driver's seat? That little dude. The, People are losing their minds. There's TikTok reaction videos a, to it. It's a puppet, isn't it? It's the expert. Expert, I need you. Did you see? Did you see the post credits? <laughs> I, I did. I did. Okay. But I, he, he can explain it better. <sighs> oh, he's getting nasty. Ooh, Ooh, okay. sassy. Come on. Come on, you're a content expert. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the post credit scene. Who's that thing in the in the front seat? Balloon boy. Balloon boy. Now, what's the relevance of balloon boy? What do you mean? Why? Why is he so afraid of Bloom Boy? He just showed. He showed up out of nowhere. So, so he's another just character. Yeah, so he's game. he's a well-known character, obviously. Oh, so he's important in the second game. Yeah. Okay, so he's he's, oh, a, he's okay. a signal to the ah, teasing okay. for a sequel. Thank you. There we go. Thank you, expert. Thank you, expert. There we go. So obviously, with that setup, you know. I, Marvel have a lot to answer for with these post-credit scenes, don't they? Because every movie. every movie, every movie now, I'm like, we get a post. Something's gonna happen. Yeah, we we gonna see something. Something's gonna happen. Something's mm -hmm. gonna happen. So, ladies and gentlemen, how do we feel about Five Nights at Freddy's? How many bloody fox hooks are we gonna give Five Nights bloody at Freddy's? Bloody fox hooks. Bloody fox. I was going to say, how many nights at Freddy's are we giving? I don't know. No. Um, how many bloody fox? Bloody fox. So out of five? Out of five? Yeah. yeah. Look, um, solid three, but I think I need to watch it again to understand stuff because obviously I've had some cognitive dissonance, needed a child to explain to me what actually was going on. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll give it three out of five hooks because I need a rewatch just to get through it but it was a fun ride and it's a fun flick and it's something you can um let your younger adults watch uh, when they're starting to get interested in horror movies pretty good what about to you katie look to be fair the expert is more mature than most grown men so <laughs> true well definitely this panel for, <laughs> take it for what you will uh i agree three three uh bloody fox hooks uh thought it was fun even with uh the expert whispering in my ear giving me all the ins and outs of this i think i still would have enjoyed it even if i did not you know what though katie i have to say that that would have been the most cutest little bonding experience for you so we had, <laughs> we had fun we had a lot of fun he was excited to go he uh he he was uh talking about it all week he's been ready to go my friend and i took him does that give it an extra little half of fox hook for no, the no no, no, okay. no the, the experience doesn't get get it anywhere else. I think it was a really weak script. I think for something that people are really excited about like this, it, yeah. could, it needed to be stronger. However, it could have been worse. I thought it was fun. I had fun. I'm looking forward to the second one. And when we uh, 
when we're done here, I'm probably going to go play Five Nights at Freddy's with the expert. <laughs> there nice. you go. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon three is a good general consensus. As we discussed, I think that there was some poor scripting and poor directing choices that kind of led to some duller moments that could have been used to show us a bit more about the characters that would have made the ending a bit more prominent like show us show us how dark mike's life slash uh, mind yeah. is show us the importance of the the drawings like of abby's drawings lose like we didn't need half of the scenes with aunt joe aunt jane we didn't no. need that big exposition scene with Mike explaining that he has dreams when we've seen the dream twice already. Like, mm -hmm. there's yeah. some choices I, that it we know you have them. It could have <laughs> slimmed it down and really like pushed forward a slight. I, I think I, I think kids these days can handle a slightly darker film. Like, yeah, I think uh, I, Anne Jane's character was just completely. Like she didn't need to be there. You could cut her completely out of the Yeah, film. make her child well child welfare or something. Like you wouldn't her, miss yeah. wouldn't miss yeah, a you beat. Miss her. Would not miss a beat. I think cutting her and putting more of the backstory of their lives in their focus on the characters a little bit more. Yeah, it, it would it would make it a lot more interesting. And it was again, like they you know, were so it, but... so focused on getting us to the animatronics that everything else, the story was second. Uh, and sometimes though, these films try not to get too bogged down in law, especially in a law heavy franchise. They don't want to lose their new audience, so they right, they, they sometimes. They, but there wasn't really any of the lore in here. That's the yeah, thing. They're there was, saving that now. There, yeah. there was not much lore in here. It was just like an introduction to the characters. It. If, if you had more of the lore in there, it might have made it more interesting. Yeah. I like but, that they, um, I like that they had throw, you know, they threw in some of the fans in there. Uh, the song that's playing on the end credits is by the Living Tombstone, which is oh, I love they, Living Tombstone. It, it's I love the cover of Ghostbusters. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. and they they play Five Nights Pretty music very cool I, I like that i like that yes i mean yeah. there's there there's there is artists focused like solely on making music about five nights at freddy's like about the story about the game about it it's I listen which to shows how much of a cultural reach it has you know what i mean and yes. i think that it's safe to say that we've definitely not seen the end of of five nights at freddy's as a movie franchise so we may be back here we may be back here one day quite soon but i'm pretty sure we haven't talked about it yet, but I might commit us to it. There's a special holiday that we need to celebrate that's coming up. Christmas. With a, no. That is what, not happens, the holiday we're what happens? What happens we're before about Christmas? We're talking home in a body bag. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about oh. Thanksgiving. We're talking about Thanksgiving. In a body bag. And Luke, listen. You can either watch this, or I'll make you watch Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, so we'll, we're never watching we Thanksgiving again. We will check back <laughs> in. With, we will check back in with you after we have seen Thanksgiving, which is coming up in a few days. It's not that far away, actually. So, um, in a couple of weeks, we'll be back with a, with another review for Thanksgiving. But thank you, Luke. Thank you, Katie, for joining us today and spending five nights at Freddy's. We'll be back again soon. Keep it creepy, folks. Bye. Bye. Bye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.